Okay, as the online shopping industry continues to grow and grow rapidly, Shopify, how about this headline? They are now Canada's most valuable company. Sales for Shopify increasing some 47% to $470 million from the same quarter a year ago. The uptick has pushed the Ottawa-based company past the Royal Bank of Canada as the top company in the country. Let's welcome in branding marketing expert, host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters. Tony Chapman joins us now for more here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tony, uh, Shopify, Canada's most valuable company. Is that surprising to you? You know, it's a different world now where investors aren't looking at the traditional fundamentals like your assets and the amount of factories you have. They're really looking at your ability to get this recurring revenue, that you get stickiness, that you have a, an app that has a lot of uh, applications so that people stick, stay with it. And I think with Shopify, what they've done so brilliantly is they've made it very simple for anybody to start a business and put it online. And they've really thought through that that is their reason for being. And I'm going to give you the best path to that online consumer. And I'm going to be the counter to Amazon. And because of those sort of three forces, they've done exceptionally well. And I, it's just, it's so, it's such a great thing because it's a, it's a Canadian success story. It says we can build uh, global brands and that's what they're doing. Yeah, because Shopify, they've been very bold. I mean, right out of the gate, uh, they said they wanted to take on Amazon, right? Absolutely. And you need an Amazon fighter. And if you're, you know, if you're developing a, a, a platform, you've got products, you've got ideas that you want to get to market, it's great to have options. And that's what Shopify does. It allows you to put your own store out there. It's, it, you're not lost within the billions of products on Amazon. You can create your own identity. And they've got a whole suite of services to really help you promote it. So again, a very smart insight that led to a great business, which is, you know, everybody wants to have the best path between A and B, and that's what Shopify does, and it's a nice counter to Amazon, which as the more powerful Amazon gets, the less they need you, and the more you need them. And is this a real changing of the guard moment, do you think, Tony? I mean, it shouldn't be lost on any of us that Shopify replaces RBC as Canada's top company. Here you've got a banking institution, the so-called, quote-unquote, old guard, and this online shopping now behemoth this giant taking over you know this so it's so hard to compare the two because with rbc obviously you've got you know a well-regarded world-renowned bank trusted it's the person it's the most trusted that we felt especially with times like this or 2008 and the recession that we we're glad we had these strong banks the other side what shopify has they don't have the overhead they don't have the branches they don't have the people you know, they don't, they don't have the infrastructure. It's a very different business. Their, their ability to be more agile, uh, lower their costs compared to legacy businesses gives them an unprecedented advantage. Would I, if you ask me deep down all the things I know about business, who do I think is more valuable? I would say RBC for sure. But in terms of an exciting stock to get involved with, it has lots of growth and momentum and doesn't require putting up branches in every street corner. They're sure, they're sure one, a fun one to watch. And again, I'm glad they're wrapped with the uh, Canadian flag. All right. Meantime, for the first time since World War II, the CNE looks like it's in danger of not opening. It could be canceled. The mayor yesterday telling the media that he wouldn't bet on it opening this season. Uh, what do you make of this turn of events, Tony? Well, I think we've got to turn this into a positive. First of all, it's not going to happen this year. So people are going to go, well, well what, what are we going to do with it? What if we came out instead saying, look, we're putting it on ice this year, but 2021, we're getting back to the future. We're going to return it to an exhibition. 
And in that exhibition, we're going to show all good things that grow in Ontario, not just our agriculture. You're going to be able to walk through these pavilions and see the best technology, the best hospitality, the best restaurants, the best in Ontario healthcare. You're going to see the best in universities and education. And the next thing you know, we're going to celebrate at the end of every year the rebirth of the Ontario economy. And I think if they do that, as opposed to how many calories can I pile on a fried donut, I think that we've got a chance to really use this as the lightning rod that people look forward to every year saying, what's been happening in Ontario? And in doing so, attract investors, attract foreign investors, attract world thinkers all to Ontario. So I, I want to turn this into a, into a positive versus the, uh, the sadness that some people might feel that they won't be uh, eating the pogo sticks in September or not, late August. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how, and they've called it food porn, right? How that has taken over not only the CNE but so many other exhibitions that like it in the uh, last uh, few years that it's, you know, these crazy food combinations are really the attraction more than the rides themselves. But you think maybe being down for a year, this is a great opportunity that the powers that be at the CNE need to take advantage of dream 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 big and dream differently when it comes to the cne in 2021 and moving forward absolutely just think of when you were a kid and you had a science project and everybody in your class got so excited to do their projects because at the end everybody was coming to see them it just re it, it re-energizes and if you start going the other thing i would do is i'd put a billion dollars of capital up every year saying the best ideas are going to get access to this capital we're going to invest alongside the best ideas. You'll have some of the top robotic engineers out of Waterloo and the software engineers and health and wellness and all the things that we need in our economy to take us to the future, all looking to every year, those last three weeks, to put their science projects, their inventions, their creations front and center. The best gamers will come in with their new gaming, and that puts Ontario at the, at the front of the uh, uh, front of it. If I'm on this car, wild card, an Ontario place can become a world university for invention. So the, combining the two of them, you could start saying, we're going to put this next level of thinking and intellectual capital and financial capital, and it's about growing the Ontario economy versus uh, our, uh, the heads that are stuck in the sand today because of COVID. I think it could be the best thing in the world. Nobody has a, has a land anywhere in the world on the waterfront the way that we do in a major city that could be repurposed for something like that. Joined by our friend and the host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters, Tony Chapman. Tony, while we have you, I also want to ask you about Restaurants Canada, because as restaurants are beginning to look forward to the day that they can reopen their doors, Restaurants Canada is warning that a lot of food service businesses in the province right now might not be ready, might not be able to uh, reopen. As a matter of fact, 7 out of 10 respondents said that they are either very or extremely worried that their businesses, Tony, don't have enough liquidity. Oh, this, I mean, I've hosted this conference for five years with Shannon Monroe. She's been working 24 hours a day trying to raise, raise awareness. Imagine your main streets without the flair of a restaurant. And that's what we're dealing with, 7 out of 10. And even if those that can't go forward. Imagine the new protocols, how far you have to be isolated, the cleaning. Can they afford those costs? And so we've got to really rethink this in Ottawa, saying restaurants, over 1.2 million people are employed in the food service industry. They bring so much energy to our streets, lots of entry-level jobs, lots of long-term career jobs. We've got to put our shoulder behind supporting this incredibly important psychologically, emotionally, financially sector. And we got to do it quick because I'm telling you, I, I talk to these restaurant owners almost every day and their resilience is wavering because they're going, even if I, ha even if I can make it, even if I can borrow that money and repay it, 
what, what, what kind of restaurant am I going to have if people are sitting, you know, six feet apart from each other? So lots, lots to be talked about, but if you can, very least in the next couple of weeks, order a lot of takeout because man, they just need to know that we're in their corner. Yeah. And they can certainly use the help without a doubt. Tony, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great show.